time for your MCR radio show. Sit back and get ready to party to the newest and hottest time hits on the planet. Now here's your host, Juan Mendoza. All right, all right. Welcome to the MCR radio show podcast. I am your host, Juan Mendoza. On behalf of my baby, Lila Lisa, Lila Lisa Promotions, all of our DJs and affiliates, we want to welcome you to another great show with another great interview. And the gentleman we have on the line here, he is rock and roll doo-wop royalty from 1956 out there in the Bronx, New York. Uh, they went by the name of Norman Fox and the Rob Royce. We have on the line Mr. Norman Fox himself. Hello, sir. How you doing? Good one. How are you? It's nice to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thank you so much for. Hopefully, you guys are doing uh, okay out there in uh, in California. Yeah, we're doing okay. So how's the how's the fires and the weather holding up out there? Well, the uh, the air quality here in Southern California was very low. It was very bad, but it seems to be much better now in the last day or two, and uh, hopefully these fires are subsiding a little bit. Uh, we get some cleaner air because. Uh, you know, we got beautiful weather out here, and we want to enjoy it. Nice. So how's everything been going uh, with the pandemic? Are you guys uh, staying safe out there? We are staying safe. We're staying home. And um, I put a number of songs on uh, Facebook and YouTube and, uh, you know, the different uh, uh, channels. So um, I'm writing a lot more and uh, more than I ever have. And uh, so it's got a it's got a good face to it, uh, in spite of the fact that we're you know corralled up in here, in and we have to stay home and we can't go out to restaurants and but it hopefully it'll get better and uh, and we'll see where it goes. Nice. So after sixty four years plus in the business, you're still writing and uh, and recording. I am, and I'm doing probably doing it more now than I have in the past because, you know, I left, I left show business for a lot of years and, and got into the clothing business and traveled all over the world manufacturing clothing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so now that I'm, I'm retired and, and I'm home and I'm stuck home with this coronavirus, yeah. I've gotten back into my music and I'm loving it more than I ever did. Nice. Um, so you st you guys started off as Norman Fox and the Rob Royce back in 1956. Uh, did you did you were you with any other groups before then? No, actually, we were called another group. Uh, we were called, had another name uh, before we had the Rob Royce, and the name of that group was called the Velvetones. Nice. And uh, we were in high school, and we got together and uh, formed this group. And uh, we got the Rob Roy name because when we uh, got a record contract from Backbeat Records, and incidentally, they were out of Houston, Texas, nice. um, we, they weren't happy with the name The Velvetones because in those years, there were too many tones, mm -hmm. you know, cleft tones and, and many other tones. And so yeah. they wanted to have a new name, and they asked us to come up with a new name and... Uh, you know, I had seen this drink called the Rob Roy, and I, I wasn't crazy about the drink, but I did like the name. So, <laughs> so I we, we chose the name, and they accepted it, and that's how we got started. Nice. What exactly does a Rob Roy consist of? It uh, consists of uh, a scotch uh, 
and vermouth. Oh, okay. You're not a big either, Scot- let me let me let me let me let me just say it's either Scotch or vermouth or rye and vermouth. Oh, okay. Because one of those is a Manhattan, and one of them is a Rob Roy. But I believe it's Scotch and vermouth. Oh, okay. It, I never knew exactly what a Rob Roy was. I thought it was some kind of steak done a certain way because that's that's pretty much what it sounds like. It sounds like a Rob Roy, yeah, like a steak. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Nice. So you guys uh, came out as Norman Fox and the Rob Royce in 1956 out of the Bronx. Now, was there a lot of competition at that point, you know, in the Bronx? I think there was. Um, I think there, you know, we, in, in our high school, there were two or three different uh, 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 groups, acapella groups, which is what we started off as. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in many other, uh, many other schools, you know, in, in the New York area, the Bronx, and Brooklyn yeah. and Queens, uh, you know, people formed groups because it was we were listening to the radio mm-hmm. and we wanted to emulate the groups of the time, which were the cleft tones and the harp tones and uh, many, many other different uh, Cadillacs and the Eldorados. And so those were the type of groups that we heard on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alan Freed was our disc jockey, and he was on WINS radio. Yeah. And so we listened to those stations religiously, and we wanted to emulate those groups. And that's why we formed the group, and that's how uh, we got the you know we got into the business. Were you, were you guys one of the groups that were under the street lamps and under the street lights and you know just singing a cappella? Absolutely. We were certainly one of those in the spring and in the summer. It was it was absolutely fabulous. It was it was just great. We may have had a hundred kids on the corner surrounding us when we sang. <laughs> were they all singing with you? Well, they was they would they were there, they were the audience and they would sing along with us, yes. Nice. So is that how you guys got discovered or did you guys go into the record recording studio and audition or did you guys well, have let, a demo? Yeah, I, I can I can tell you how how it happened. Um, we we had the we were the first mixed race group in the country. Right. So we had three white guys and two black guys and um, and we one of the one of the fellas who came from Harlem, one of the black guys mm-hmm. had a connection in the South Bronx, he knew uh, of a record store, and the record store had a connection to a record company. Mm-hmm. And um, so he set up this date in this small record store on 100, I remember it was on 149th Street and 3rd Avenue in the South Bronx. And I don't think that the five of us could fit in to the store. Half of us were in the street, but it was a very small store. And we went down there and we, uh, you know, we auditioned for the guy Mm -hmm. and he was impressed. And he also liked the fact that we were a mixed race group. So he got in touch with a representative of Backbeat Records who was in New York. Mm -hmm. And they set up another audition and we came down there and he liked what he saw and that's how we got started. Wow. And then you guys uh, started recording. You guys had a couple singles out. Tell Me Why, Lover Doll, and uh, Dance Girl Dance. So we, we had 
we recorded four songs for Backbeat Records, and um, and they were the songs that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then there, uh, we put out "Tell Me Why," and it started to sell, and um, that's how we got popular. Nice. Now later on in time, uh, you guys went to Capitol Records, and you guys were the original group that called yourself the Temptations before the Temptations took that name. Now you know that's a fallacy because that's not true. Oh, okay. We were never the Temptations. Oh, okay. The only two names that we ever had were the Velvetones. Uh, at one point, we may have had the name the Trade Winds. Mm. But we never had the name The Temptations. Oh, okay, so these uh, these bios that these guys have out there are pretty much false, false, uh, false. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard that too, yeah. but it's not true. Oh, okay, yeah, because uh, I guess my 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 dad, you know, of course he uh, was reading the bios and he was telling me that that you guys were using the that you guys had used Temptations before the Temptations became them. I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. But so now we're getting the story straight that you guys had never used <laughs> yeah. the name. Yeah, there's there's a couple of stories out there, but I'm setting you straight. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you for that. You know, or else I would have been through. Like, damn, that was the Temptations <laughs> before the Temptations, you know. Right. Nice. Uh, so you guys had went to Capitol Records. So that part is true. So we went to Capitol Records. Mm -hmm. Again, we recorded four sides. And, um, and one of them was Pizza Pie. Second one was Dream Girl. They were back to back, and then we did a song called Aggravation, and um, I guess Lover Doll. Mm -hmm. So those were the songs that we did for Capital, and Capital released them, and they they started to do very well. But then we had a real problem because they were sued. Capital was sued by Backbeat Records. Mm -hmm who claimed that we were never officially released. Oh, wow. And that was unfortunate. We had a we had a an agent that told us that he handled it and that we were released. We could go ahead and record for Capital, mm -hmm. but apparently that wasn't the case. And Capital didn't want to fight it. And, um, and so they dropped it. They pulled it off the market after 11 days. Mm -hmm. And so we were hung out to dry. So were the, them songs were never ever released still to this point. Well, they they were released. The two songs, Pizza Pie and Dream Girl, were released only for eleven days and then pulled off the market. And the other two songs mm -hmm. were never released. Oh wow! So the the agent pretty much just took everybody for a ride. Was it a a money thing? I guess it was. You know, they were just. You know something? I think it was more incompetent because I can't understand why there was a money thing involved. It couldn't have been. Um, so it may have been just incompetency or, or whatever it was. We were just kids, and we knew nothing about business. We knew nothing about contracts, mm -hmm. and you know these. In those days, the record companies, these small little record companies, were really controlled by mobsters and people who whatever they could do to take advantage of you they did yeah is it, is it still like that out there or is it completely well i i really don't know and i don't think it is because if you look at the people who are in the business today mm -hmm. and and who are making records they're making huge amounts of money yeah and the record sales are 
the records, <coughs> excuse me, companies are in the hands of major, major people yeah. like Comcast and the big multi-faceted uh, organizations. So no, they have to do everything very legally. Yeah. Um, let's see. You said you worked with Alan Freed. Did you go on one of his many tours that he had out there? Yeah, I worked for Alan Freed. Not only did I work for him, I have to tell you that he was my neighbor. Oh, really? And yeah, I, I didn't know that at the very beginning, but uh, Alan Freed was my neighbor in, in when I lived in, in Riverdale in the West Bronx. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gave me, uh, you know, some promotions, some spins. We did some some of his shows. Um, yeah, he was a very he was the major major guy, and um, and his radio show was legendary. Yeah, legendary disc jockey. He made some uh, he made some movies with some of the artists, and uh, did a did an awesome job. And you know, I looked up to him as a little kid. You know, I was like, man, I want to be like that. You know, I want to DJ and you know, played music like him and, you know, Wolfman Jack and Casey Kasem, you know, in the 80s. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I want to do something yeah. like that. I don't blame you. These these were great. Alan Freed was a real pioneer. Mm -hmm. I mean, he came from Cleveland, Ohio, where he had a small radio show, and it was called Moondog, Chief Moondog. Mm -hmm. And he was very popular. He got popular in Cleveland and in the local area there. And then they brought him to New York. And he, he, he was the beginning of rock and roll music. Yes. And the early, the early rock and roll shows that he used to do at the Brooklyn Paramount Theater encompassed a lot of different types of music. So I remember he had Count Basie with the big band behind him. He's Joe Williams and Sarah Vaughn and those great jazz singers were on that show. Mm -hmm. In, in, and then he had, you know, he had Fats Domino and he had the Everly Brothers, but it was a mix of many different kinds of music. And that was the beginning of rock and roll. Yeah. You know, we call it doo-wop today, but in those days, Alan Freed coined the name rock and roll music. Yeah. And, and it was called rock and roll. So it's an interesting history. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so you being from that far back, you know, pretty much being at the the origin of rock and roll and you've seen so much come and go. I mean, how does it feel to this day to be a part of all that? You know, it's, it, it feels fabulous. And in, because of social media, um, I'm able to reach people all over the world <clears throat> and they write to me and I write back to them and the relationships are so wonderful mm -hmm. of people who really appreciate the music that it's a it's a great thrill and it's it's better today than it's ever been before and there may be a lot of things about social media that are not good but one of the things that's good is the fact that we have these connections that we never would have had yeah so be, before the pandemic started were you guys still out touring as a rob royce we absolutely were and we used to do you know i'm i'm an old guy now but i used to do a, a six seven eight shows a year and travel all over the country. I live in, in Los Angeles where we do, we did a couple of shows, but then most of the shows are done back on the East coast and in Florida. And, um, yeah, it's just great. 
Now, are you still are you still touring with the original members of the Rob Royce? No, um, I have uh, a different backup groups in different areas. Uh, the the boys, the original boys, are all around. They still they're still alive. Um, one of them is not too well. He's living in Atlanta, and he has Alzheimer's. Um, uh, but the others have basically left, and and they you know, they lost their voices many years ago. Uh, and they didn't stick to it. So I got new backup singers, and many of them were, were with me for many years, and we have different singers in different parts of the country that back me up. Nice. I've seen some of your, your latest videos probably since the 90s on towards the present, and you, you guys pretty much sound the same. I mean, you got the same voices you did back then, and uh, I heard you singing Tell Me Why, and it pretty much sounds the same. I mean... You know, Juan, it's an, it's it's amazing. I'm so gratified by it because I'm still in, I'm still singing those songs in the same key, <laughs> and that's really amazing. I'm amazed myself by it. Yeah, and I've I've seen uh, some of your shows. You did some of the old uh, doo wop shows, I guess, uh, in Philadelphia. I don't. I think that's what it was when you got with uh, T.J. Lubinsky, who's a legendary uh, DJ and promoter himself. That's correct. Uh, yeah, you guys got together and and did one of them great shows. And I see them, uh, I see them every now and then. They come out on PBS where they have like twenty artists. You know, they all come out. You know, now and like the the coasters and uh, the crests and right. a bunch of other ones that came out and they all did great. And you were a part of that part of one of them shows. Yeah, it was it was it was it was fabulous. It's fabulous to be with those guys. And uh, and it's a great deal of nostalgia. Yeah, you you guys get excited. It's like a big family reunion. Like you've known these guys for many years, and you guys get together again after so long and just reunite. It's very nice. It's very. It's great to see these guys and to catch up with them. And um, yeah, it's 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 like a fraternity, you know. <laughs> Go back to being young kids again. That's right. Yes. So now you are, you're, you said you're still writing songs, you're still writing material. Are, are you going to come out with any new material, like work on a new album or something? I am. I'm, going, I'm in the process. As soon as I can get into the studio, when, when this pandemic uh, uh, sort of calms down a little bit, and uh, I'm going to do a new album, yes, I'm definitely planning it. I'm writing the music for it. I'm, I'm researching the music for it. And uh, I'm very, very excited about it. Is it going to have the same doo-wop uh, rock and roll feel to it, or you're going to modernize it? I'm going to do both. I, I think that the doo-wop rock and roll feel is something that I will never leave behind. Mm -hmm. uh, I do want to incorporate a, a couple of things just to go forward with it. But, but I like the beauty of the old doo-wop sound and so I'll incorporate the new songs around that sound. Nice. And I may, enhance, I may enhance it a little bit, but I will continue with the sound that my fans like because they deserve it. Nice. Um, are you going to be working with some of your old peers or is this going to be strictly you and the Rob Roy's? It's going to be me and the Rob Roy's. It will be people that I've you know, been associated with throughout the years who might be able to contribute something, you know, that uh, uh, that gives us a little bit of nostalgia that brings us back. Nice. 
Um, so, uh, who else have you worked with in your in your time? You know, you've worked with a lot of groups. Uh, who would you like to collaborate with that you haven't done so yet? Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of people um, around. It's great to work with. Um, I like uh, working with. Uh, I like working with the tokens uh, with uh, Jay Siegel. I like working. I like working very much with uh, Kenny Van and the Planetones. Um, you know, the a lot of the groups have meshed into. I, I do a lot of work with Jimmy Clanton, um, and so yeah, that would be that would be fun. And um, it's just so many groups out there that that is that is so great that uh, that we work with that uh, that I like to. See if I can collaborate with anyone. Nice. Do you do you follow a lot of the the new music out there, like new country music, new rock, or anything like that? Only, only to a point. Um, you know, I'm I'm a product of the '50s, mm -hmm. and when the music changed, um, I moved into the '60s, and I loved I loved the Spinners, and I loved the Temptations. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I love all of those guys. So that, as far as I'm concerned, they're an extension of what we put forth in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as, as going further than that, uh, with, the, with the British groups that came in, I like the guitar. They, they were so strong in the background guitar area. And and incidentally, one person that I that I idolized that I forgot to mention was Chuck Berry, yes. and and he was just fabulous and a great great inspiration for me. So um, when you talk about these guitar uh, people uh, like Eric Clapton and and those those type of of guitar playing guys, um, I I love that kind of music and I want to see if I can incorporate something going forward into what I do. Kind of like the, the well, I want to say psychedelic rock, I guess, the type of, you know, between like Carlos Santana and you know, Jimi Hendrix. Correct. There you go. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of music that are, that haven't really been heard too much on, on mainstream radio. But a lot of the groups out of California are going back to the old doo-wop style. You know, I that's so interesting because I did a couple of shows in Spain and in uh, out of Barcelona. Uh, there are some groups out there um, uh, that I'm friendly with, and they tour all over Europe, and they're strictly doo-wop music. They do all the old doo-wop sounds. Um, I did a show, I did two shows in, in Barcelona <clears throat> and they were, they were great fun and, and nobody in the audience was over 40. Now that's really an incredible. And, and that's where I think that this music is going to have some sort of a comeback. And, and, and that's just a beautiful thing be able to see nice this was this was overseas you said yes that was in spain nice when's the when's the last time you've toured overseas 
Uh, it was about two years ago, two or three years ago, when we were in Spain and and um, we went to Spain and, and and a couple of other countries, and and it was just fabulous. And they're they're big, they're very big on the do up. Very big, very big. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, we can't wait to see what else you what else you have. You know, it's it's a great honor to talk to you. Hopefully, one day in the future, we know we actually get to meet in person. Uh, but me, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the doo-wop, you know, my dad is too, and I'm glad he brought, uh, brought me to your attention and, you know, the other way around, you know, he's a, he's a big fan. He's always following everybody. You know, he, he just messaged me the other day. Hey, get with uh, TJ Lubinsky. You know, I got his email <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and, you know, let's, let's set that up. And, uh, you know, we got an interview here in a couple of weeks with, uh, Jimmy Clanton, you know, who, who got with me and, uh, <laughs> he, he's been working on some recent material as well. So. And he's still going at it pretty strong, so we can't wait for that as well. But uh, you know, hopefully later on in time we can actually meet in person. I would look forward to it. Thank you so much, and please give my best regards to your father. I will. I'll definitely. He's he's waiting for this interview. I told him it's pre-recorded, but it will be out there, you know, so he can hear it. And uh, like I said, he's a he's a big fan. He's always listening to doo wop music, and he's been since he was a little kid, I guess, and you know, passed it on to me since I was a kid. You know, and I've been a big fan of rock and roll, doo-wop, and uh, pretty much any kind of genre except for rap music. But <laughs> that's a whole different story. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I, just, I just love the music. Terrific. It's it's just wonderful to talk to you. I hope we can do it again, Juan. Yes, sir. Anytime you're ready. Uh, whenever your, your, new, your new single or your new album uh, comes out, you know, we'll be happy to get you back on the air. Terrific. I look forward to that. All right. Thank you so much. We're going to go and play a couple of songs of yours, uh, Dream Girl, and then we're going to end it with Tell Me Why. But thank you so much for your time, and uh, be safe out there in California. Thank you, Juan. It's a pleasure. Take care. All right, Bye -bye. ladies and gentlemen, that is Norman Fox of Norman Fox and the Rob Royce doo-wop royalty from 1956. We're going to go to play a couple of songs right here, and this one is Dream Girl, 1958. <laughs> Yeah. 
Fox and the Rob Royce Dream Girl 1958 right here on the MCR Radio Podcast. All right, we're going to leave you one more right here. This one's called Tell Me Why, but on behalf of Lila Lisa, Lila Lisa Promotions, all of our DJs and affiliates, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Norman Fox out there in California. Thank you so much for joining us here. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on the MCR Radio Show Podcast. Y'all be safe. God bless you guys. And we'll see you next time. Tell Me Why, 1957, Norman Fox and the Rob Roy. Tell me why. Why the stars in the sky? They're the same kind of stars that I see in your eyes. I love you, yes, I do. Boogeyman reminding you how important it is for you to go out and vote. 
Vote Marianne Perez, State Representative, District 144. That's District 144, Houston, Deer Park, Pasadena, South Houston, Baytown. Vote Marianne Perez. Marianne Perez, a graduate of Milby High School. Marianne Perez, a small business owner, and she'll fight for you. Marianne Perez, State Representative, District 144, Marianne Perez, a mother, a friend, and a fighter. That's Marianne Perez, State Rep, District 144. Grab your family and friends and go vote Marianne Perez. Let's return Marianne Perez to the State House to represent you. This political ad paid for by the Marianne Perez campaign. This is Marianne Perez, and I approve this message. Thanks, Mo. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs>